Planet Earth, Michael Litton, the last DJ on Ride the Vibe, playing what he wants to play and saying what he wants to say. And today I'm so blessed and fired up to have Papa Jack Couch in the house. And we are going to be featuring songs and music off his latest release, Witness Tree. And for all the fans of Ride the Vibe and fans of Papa Jack Couch who are legion, the way we roll this show is we do what we call a CD listening party. So we like to encourage you all to sit back in a comfort of an environment of your choosing, you know, even if it's on a raft out on the water somewhere or whatever it may be, and get a beverage of your choice, and then listen to this brilliant music, and then download the music, buy the music, and go out and see the artists in person. So in the studio here, we are blessed to be featuring some Etowah Meadery Mead. Now, how cool is that? And we've got two different uh, varieties that Blair Housey, the owner and proprietor of uh, Etowah Meadery, provided us sweet hot fizz, which is made with Georgia peaches and habanero. And I'm tasting that. And it's got a nice, nice taste to it and a good, good little bite to it. Made right up in uh, Etowah. And uh, it's uh, a pretty delightful brew. And then Jack is featuring, uh, and this is a timely, I think, Granny's Apple Pie, which is made with Granny Smith apples and pie spices. So a great fall uh, brew, I think. Great meat. Stuff. What do you think, Jack? It's great stuff. <laughs> I understand uh, it's a shame Granny Smith didn't live to uh, experience Appreciate the mead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jack, I'm so blessed to have you in the studio. And it's hard to believe for me, you were last in the studio on in March, March uh, 29th. And you were uh, promoting and highlighting your first release, Merryweather. So right. talk about what's happened since then, because so much has changed in your life with the release of Merriweather and now with the release of Witness Tree. Huh. Yeah, uh, well, and we uh, were actually already uh, planning um, the the new record last spring, but of course still uh, playing uh, the material from the first record. And yeah. all that ri- that first record was from material that was done about 30 years ago when uh, I was just hoping against hope that they would ever see the light of day. Yeah. So, uh, and we're going to talk about that because you've had an unbelievable journey. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it is, uh, it is unbelievable that I'm able to play now and, and perform and record, but The uh, this uh, record, Witness Tree, uh, which will actually be a record we're having vinyl press, oh, but nice. it's just not uh, finished yet. Yeah. Um, well, consider getting some copies up to oh, yeah. uh, Mojo Vinyl. Okay. Which is a cool store run by Rand Cabas up in uh, Roswell. Oh, definitely. So, no, he, you can put some down for him. I love it. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but all the Witness Tree songs uh, are new. Uh, have all been written in the last uh, year and a half or so. Yeah. And it was really nice to find out I could still write. I was actually uh, wondering if I could uh, when I started and just kind of jumped in and came to find out that people thought those were okay too, you know? So, so yeah, so it's full of uh, new material and uh, same... Uh, band, uh, yeah. same uh, recording situation with yeah. Damon Moon and uh, standard electric recorders. Yeah, and uh, now it talk just, about your your band, Jack. Talk about it's. I'll tell you, I am just honored that these guys uh, play with me. Yeah. We actually uh, put them together for the first album, but then everybody 
stayed together yeah. and has been able to play the gigs we've done. But Micah Cadwell is yep. uh, the lead guitar guy. He is a jazz guitarist yep. and plays, and even on the record, he played a 12-string, played a uh, uh, a bass six guitar or like a baritone guitar. Mm. Uh, and mandolin played several things, but he's also the producer. Yeah. And uh, so he put the uh, musicians together and, of course, a lot of the arrangements. But uh, so he's great. And then uh, Matt Walkup yeah. plays keyboards, plays piano and organ. Yeah. And is just amazing. Uh, he's got just this basically New Orleans flavor, but then yeah. he can jump out of that and do things with that that you never heard before, yeah. you know. So the three of us sat down before we ever started and put our heads together about some uh, arrangements and stuff. And then uh, when we got in the studio, we all did it live. Yeah. And uh, we never, I don't think, did more than three takes wow. of the song to, you know, once we kind of got it a little practice. And as I read about you, and it, it would fit your, your personality as I've gotten to know you a little bit, you're very hands-off. You, you gave, as I read, you know, the, the write-up, you gave the fellows and gals free reign pretty much. You said, this is what I'm thinking about. I do. I, I want them to uh, play what they hear because yeah. that's what they're going to play best. And, yeah. and, you know, there are times when I will, you know, will hear their first run with it and I'll say, well, could you change this a little bit? You know, could you end it maybe this way or whatever? But generally speaking, uh, I've asked every musician that comes in yeah. to uh, do their own take yeah. rather than trying to dictate to them what they may not. So freeing for them and, and probably not uh, standard. I would guess there are some musicians with egos and agendas and this and that that are very dictatorial and controlling. And Well, and sometimes, of course, you can, you know, you can write it all out. You yeah. Know? You yeah. can do all the notation and, you know, and be very precise. And as you know from listening to our records, yeah. we're, we're a little loose. Yeah. But yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but the other two band members, lest I forget, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. uh, Mike Dana is on the drums. drums yeah. He's just amazing. He is solid. And Robert Green is on the bass. Yeah. And, uh, between them, they just put such foundation on everything that it's just really, it's, it's just a joy. Yeah. Well, and I love the way you ro rolled it out from a promotion standpoint. You had, you featured each one of the players, a little right. snippet. And said, you know, okay, check out this keyboard playing, boom, 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 on this song kind of thing. And I thought that was pretty clever. Well, it was just, you know, I want them to be <laughs> not visible, of course, but I want them to be, yeah, I want them to be able to own what yeah, they've done sure. and not just be in the background. Yeah. And even so, it's it's hard to find spaces, uh, you know, to to hear yeah. individual um, instruments, or especially like drums. It's right. just so, so we've got a couple. In fact, this very first song we'll play yeah. uh, has got a kick drum intro yeah. that I just... Uh, I just love that we're here. You're not trying to take life. my job, are you, John? Ah, no, no, no. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we uh, you did you did it brilliantly. See, I don't know, Wahid, he's, and we're and uh, I'd be remiss. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to Wahid Gomes, the owner and yeah. proprietor, executive producer of uh, DRS Atlanta, which is the studio we're broadcasting from here, right in Roswell, Georgia, down on uh, Sun Valley Drive. So, Wahid, uh, I think Jack teed it up brilliantly. If we could hear a little. Mm -hmm. Smoke Rise Sundown. And y'all, we're not playing this music in its entirety because we want you to go out and buy the CD in whatever format you do that and then go out and uh, see Jack and the band perform and we'll let you know where you can find them a little later in the show. But support local music, please. It's tough to make a living as a musician. Let's hear a little Smoke Rise Sundown. Michael Litton.
on Ride the Vibe, Michael Litton, the last DJ, playing what he wants to play, saying what he wants to play, and in this case, drinking what we want to drink. Thanks to Blair Housie and the Etowah Meadery, we're featuring some killer mead and listening to some great music. That was Smoke Rise Sundown off of Papa Jack Couch's new release, Witness Tree. Great uh, musicians. We were just chatting uh, uh, before the song about those players, and Jack is uh, in the studio featuring his, uh, is that your 59... Uh, Martin, what what talk it about? is? It's a nineteen fifty nine Martin. R-18. Your hawk shop, right? <laughs> yes, uh, I've only had it since nineteen sixty four, and uh, all the all the battering, I'm afraid, uh, has come from me. But uh, yeah, I heard it was on West Bay Street in Jacksonville, Florida, which at the time was a very very uh, tough part of town. Yeah. But there were some really good uh, pawn shops yeah. there. And uh, truth be told, I, you know, there's no telling how it actually came to be uh, uh, there in stock in that um, pawn shop. And yeah. he did not display it in front. I actually had heard that he kept it in her back room and, oh, and it was within a few days of anyway, I, I jumped on the uh, opportunity to and, get it. uh, 64, but that was not your first guitar. Your first guitar was a silver tone, wow. Sears silver tone, right? Yeah. For a, a grand, a whopping 1395. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I have actually found uh ads, you know, how you can, you <laughs> yeah. can find anything on the internet. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Sears Roebuck. It was actually, they were made, I think, by Harmony. But there were some great brands, and they were all terrible guitars. But there was uh, uh, Silvertone and Stella yeah. and K. Yeah. And uh, they just cranked them all out. But it was good enough for me. Yeah. You know? To get your start. Yeah. Well, I want to talk. We're going to take a short break to support our sponsor, which in this case is DRS Atlanta. So for all you aspiring musicians looking place for a place to do a little recording, Wahid is the consummate host. It's got a very comfortable environment. It's uh, right here in Roswell, Georgia. So please check it out. We'll be right back. We're on Ride the Vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ, uh, playing what he wants to play. And in this case, Papa Jack Couch. DRS provides professional audio mixing and mastering services. They also provide other creative services, such as voiceover editing, audio restoration, and audio forensics. They have great customer service, their work is fast and efficient, and their prices are affordable. You can learn more about their creative services by visiting them on the web at drsatl.com. Again, that's drsatl.com. Or call them at 404-590-0779. Again, that's 404-590-0779. DRS, when the right sound matters. Thank you all for staying with us. We've got Papa Jack Couch in the house. We've got some Etowah Meadery from Blair Housie in the house. And that uh, is a delicious way to listen to some killer music. We just heard Smoke Rise Sundown. And uh, Jack was fortunate enough to be featured. Uh, he had a, a review of the album done by Atlanta Music Grapevine, Jeff uh, Seward's great uh, publication. And you definitely want to check that out. We we're talking about getting stuff online. So look that up. It's a great review of Jack's album, Witness Tree. And then there's a killer highlight where uh, Jeff really went into great detail. I, I found it fascinating in the run-up to the show. So again, it's Atlanta Music Grapevine. Jeff Seward doing a um, great write-up and a great backstory on uh, Jack. And we won't, in this uh, our podcast, we won't have time to get to it all. So want to encourage your fans to go out and uh, seek out those two uh, pieces that are online. 
And of that song, Smoke Rise, Sundown, and I thought this was pretty high praise. Jeff said of that, it harkened back to a Johnny Cash feel to it. And talk about your personal experience, Jack, um, with Johnny Cash, because I thought that that's a fascinating story. Yeah, and I could spend the rest of the afternoon yeah. without trying not to, but... <laughs> I'd love to uh, have you. We need two hours. Yeah. The <laughs> shortest version is when he was doing his television show, yeah. uh, I had a close friend who was on the production crew. Yeah. And, From high school. Yes, yeah. and, and as a credit to Cash and the people there, they were open to uh, finally being willing to listen to me trying to pitch yeah. some songs. And I was actually playing for the Statler, Statler Brothers. Brothers. I had a couple of songs that I was trying to get them to buy. Anyway, Cash walked in uh, in the middle of the first song, and uh, I could feel him I didn't know who, but I yeah. could feel somebody behind me. Yeah. But you never stop playing. Yeah, so, right, right, right. <laughs> so I, I there's a lesson the there. Song. I got to. I got to just interject. There's a lesson there for you, aspiring musicians: never stop playing, even if Johnny Cash <laughs> yeah. walks up behind you. But if he you, walked up now, you might want to stop playing because that would be uh, <laughs> that. Yes, that would be reason <laughs> yeah, you would <laughs> want to jump up and run. Yeah. Um, although he would probably be kind of kind as yeah, a ghost, I think but so. yeah. Um, but no, so I, I finished and looked around and, uh, he was just standing there leaning in the door. Yeah. And, uh, so he, and I can't do an impression, Yeah, but yeah. he said, you know, uh, some to the fact that, uh, you got another song like that. Yeah. I said, oh yeah. And yeah. he said, well, play it then. Yeah. So, uh, played another song for him and he had me send them to his, uh, publishing company, yeah. but nothing came of it. But, uh, anyway, I was just, I, I was, it was all I could do to keep playing and, yeah. and making work. But what a, what a honor and, and, a, a inspiring. Cause he wouldn't have just, I don't think, yeah, I don't know him, obviously, but he wouldn't have just gratuitously said, Hey, send me songs if he thought you were garbage. Well, hopefully not. And, and he did sit through, you know, a song and a half yeah. and he was fairly busy at yeah, the time yeah. with his television <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, right, right. He could have been with Bob Dylan and yeah. Linda Ronstadt, right. you know, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was, he was, but he was that way. He was very kind yeah. toward uh, people. There's a great now. story that, uh, I think it's Chris Christopherson tells on one of the, uh, Dylan, I think at birthday party, he tells the story of Dylan first meeting cash. And he just, you know, got up and just walked around him like a big tall tree, just looking up at him, sort of in awe. <laughs> I can believe that. Yeah. Because uh, Cash, mm -hmm. why, he was big, and he's one of these people that had a presence. Yeah. Like, you could feel him. Like, right. when he walked well, in you the said room, you felt, I felt it. Literally. Yeah. And then in the black, it gives you uh, more, yeah. more, more. And yeah. he's one of your, your influences. For sure. Oh, absolutely. And I would never, you know, I never felt qualified to try to imitate him. And right. yet, right. I, I certainly listened to a lot yeah. of his material. Yeah. And uh, so you can't help but just have some rub off. You know? Well, and high praise from Jeff. And, and Jeff was very modest in his, in his review. He said, hey, make no mistake, we're not album reviewers. And you were kind to say of Jeff, of <laughs> Jeff saying that he's not a, a music reviewer is like saying Ken Burns isn't a <laughs> film <laughs> filmmaker yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Jeff has done just great service to the musicians yes. in Atlanta, yes. which, as you know, yes. is a very hardworking and dedicated group of yes. people, most yeah. of whom are very young, but yeah. not all yeah. <laughs> like me. And, and me. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but it's just amazing to me to see the kind of support yeah. that people give each other yeah. in this town. And it, and it really is like that yeah. uh, in a lot of areas. Well, high water floats all boats. We, we were talking offline about your comment that Roswell is really a hotbed mm -hmm. for a lot of music. And I met Jeff at Gypsy Rose during our first um, ever music festival put on by Regina Barkley and uh, Jairus Holland. And, you know, it, it was a song slam, which was pretty cool. And Jeff was there supporting that. And that's how I got to meet him. And we chatted about how it's so, it, it's so nice to ha have a collaborative because again, you know, it's hard out there. It's hard to make a living. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, it's a bunch of very creative people and you have to have 
you know, a little ego to ever get up front. And yeah. so there's yeah. always the potential for great clashes. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you, it's been my experience that people really put that aside yeah. uh, to a great degree. Quincy and, Jones's great uh, line when they were recording We Are the World, you got to check your egos at the door. Yeah. <laughs> and there were yeah. a lot of egos in that room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you think, Jack? You hear a little uh, witness tree? And it, this is what we're going to do. Uh, this is pretty cool. Jack is going to start out playing a little bit of this song, Witness Tree, which is the title track off his new release. And then we're going to let the fellas uh, come in. Well, fellas and gals, because you got some backup singers uh, on this album that are going to uh, come in and we'll hear, uh, hear it uh, then in a MP3 format. What do you think, Jack? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Let's uh, hear a little Witness Tree. All right, here we go. at the witness tree can you bring your truth and raise it over me can the veil be lifted so that we can see all the wonder and the glory that we were meant to be Ride the Vibe, Michael Litton, the last DJ, playing what he wants to play, saying what he wants to say, and in this case, playing Papa Jack Couch's Witness Tree, his latest release. And Jack, I, in the run-up to the show, doing my research, as I like to do, to try to at least stay somewhat, <laughs> stay, sound somewhat educated, you know, I, I wanted to know what a witness tree was, and so I, you know, did the Google search and came up with, you know, when land was divided up, that those trees were the documented, you know, landmarks, if you will, for the, the, uh, surveyors. Uh, and then it was also, you know, an expression used with the civil war where those trees witnessed a lot of the battles. What was the genesis of the title for you, from your perspective? It's funny, the very beginning of, of my thinking and, yeah. and you are way ahead of me on the historical perspective. That's, that's really impressive. Um, but <laughs> thank you, Google. Uh, <laughs> Robbie Robertson ah. did uh, an album, a oh, solo album, gosh. 
And he just, in passing, one of the lines of his song talked about meeting at a witness tree. You're giving me chills because it was his album, I believe you're talking about, Songs for Native Americans, and the, out, and the song was Broken Arrow. Yeah. And he talks about, and I've, I, wrote, I, I wrote that down because that's one of my top 10 albums on a desert island. Yeah, and that and that song I thought was brilliant. I've so that was the, yeah. And oh then, my gosh! And then there was the tree that's in the album photo yeah. is a tree that stands on the highway between Greenville, Georgia, and Woodbury, Georgia, oh, in no, Meriwether man. County. Yeah. And I had uh, the the woman from Noonan uh, Sellers Photography to yeah. give a plug. Yeah. Came down, we did a shoot, and I had her shoot a few shots in front of that tree and just felt at the time that I would someday write a song called Witness Tree, but I did not have the song then. At the time. Yeah. The yeah. Photo- yeah this the was in February of 2017, so oh, it was two and a half okay. years ago. Wow. And, uh, but I wanted the shots yeah. just in case I could ever come up with a song yeah. that deserve the title witness. I love it. And, uh, well, there's a common theme in your life and, and a tie, it's not a surprise. I mean, the band and Robbie Robertson are, are a a bit, were a big, are a big influence. And that album, again, songs for native Americans. If, if y'all haven't gone out and listened to it, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, but you have a solid foundation of spirituality. Talk a little bit about that right before we go to break. And then we'll and we'll pick it up when we come back. Well, have uh, have been a believer since I was fifteen, yeah. and uh, have always played uh, in a context of of youth ministry. Yeah. Even when I had to quit yeah. uh, playing music commercially, but I always felt like the music belonged to the Lord, yeah. and yeah. I always felt like it didn't matter where you played it. Uh, if it was true, it yeah. was true anywhere. And in fact, a lot of times people outside the church needed some truth yeah. uh, and actually possibly may have done more with it yeah. uh, than inside. And so uh, I've always had a sense of just uh, being willing to go anywhere and play. And uh, I've been very comfortable playing music in bars, but mm-hmm. I'm now a uh, pastor, pastor in the Baptist yeah. church yeah, and have been for about three years. And uh, uh, it's I, I love doing it and yeah. always worked in the church before. Yeah. But uh, uh, And I tell them, of course, that, you know, they, uh, they, they may need to think through how they feel about me since I have been known to play music in bars. Bars, yeah. <laughs> as in like the night before I'm yeah. preaching. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, had a meet or two. But I, you talk about, or, or Jeff talks about it, I think, in in the write-up, the bio that he did on you, about your experience with uh, Young Life and, as a, and you had credibility when you would tell your story to the kids, you know, and they were like, oh my gosh, you knew Johnny Cash and oh my gosh, you... You know, you cut your teeth on the uh, the Almond Bros and and the yeah. uh, you know folks like that. I mean, that lent a lot of credibility to you, I think, didn't it? Yeah, and it, it, you know what's really amazing is the fact that people still know who they are. You yeah. know, um, it, you know, years ago they were a band, they were a great, great band, but yeah. I never would have thought you know, that they would still have the kind of following, you know, yeah, just uh, significance that they still have. Well, uh, in the article Jeff wrote on you, you list on your top five concerts, Uh seeing them, you were a graduate of Georgia Tech, and seeing them in Atlanta, the Allman Brothers we're talking about now, at Georgia... Yeah, Georgia Tech. Georgia at the Coliseum. Yeah. Yeah. In seven, was it? It would have been either 70 or 71. You wow. know, they had, you know, the the term meteoric rise. Yeah. Is, <laughs> is, but they had one. They When I started college, they were playing for free yeah. anywhere they could find in uh, Macon. And you got you had first gotten exposed to them with the second coming, right, out of Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, right. Yeah. The, would have been the summer of 1968. Wow. And uh, so they moved to uh, Macon, Macon right after that. Yeah. 
and were playing everywhere for free. So yeah. they got together in 68. But within two years, they were a national yeah. headlining <laughs> group. And uh, and Tag was pretty good about having uh, uh, great attractions kind of, yeah. there. They had Janis Joplin. Yeah, who you also list as one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you got the band up there, too, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, although the band was in the old municipal auditorium, which is now owned by Georgia State. But I also went and saw roller derby there. (laughs) So uh, I was living out in California. Roller derby was very big out there. Oh, it was big in uh, Georgia. (laughs) It it was right there close to, well, not anywhere close to wrestling. Yeah. Same idea. Yeah, same, exactly. Yeah. Same idea. Well, there's a great story. I was doing a, a, some research, you know, on the Almond Bros and trying to look for stuff I hadn't, you know, hadn't known about them because I've been a huge fan for a long time, yeah. like you. And there's a killer story about Dwayne going up to Muscle Shoals yeah. and camping out yeah. in a tent next to the Fame Studios, Rick Hall's yeah. brilliant studio, and, you know, getting some gigs and getting to know Rick. And then Wilson Pickett comes out on a break. And Dwayne teaches them, hey, Jude. Yeah. And then these record producer guys are going to Rick. Oh, who, who is that? You know, who, who is that guy? And Rick writes on a little napkin, well, that's some long-haired hippie guy that's camping out next to us. And then yeah. the rest is history. They say, oh, yeah. We got yeah. to have him play a couple more guitar oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had a classic break on that. Yeah, that, just unbelievable. Uh, Wilson Pickett record, yeah. Unbelievable. Hey, well, we we need it. Well, no, we don't have to, but we want to take a short break to support our sponsors. And in this case, it's a, a sponsor near and dear to my heart, F- uh, Foundation for Premature Infants. So we'll be right back. We're on Ride the Vibe, just having a fascinating conversation with Papa Jack Couch, fe- featuring songs off a of witness tree. Stay with us, y'all. We'll be right back. Play more music. The number of premature infants born in the United States each year, 380,000. That's 9.8% of the total births in the U.S. The Foundation for Premature Infants' mission is to advocate for the right of all premature infants to be cared for in a developmentally supportive and age-appropriate manner. Our vision is to ensure that Premature Infants' Bill of Rights is the standard of care for all babies born prematurely 24 hours per day, 365 days per year on all shifts in every neonatal intensive care unit throughout the world. Please consider making a donation by visiting us on Facebook, Foundation for Premature Infants, or at our website, foundationforprematureinfants.org. You are back on Ride the Vibe, Michael Litton with Papa Jack Couch in the house, in the DRS Atlanta studios. And we are, we're just having a fascinating conversation, talking a little bit about uh, Dwayne Allman and Papa Jack's uh, following him uh, and their, and the Allman brothers as they were uh, doing free shows in Macon and then uh, at Georgia Tech. Uh, talk about some of your other uh, influences, if you will, Jack. I know the band and Dylan Cash we touched on uh, were big influences for you. Well, of course, Graham Parsons, yeah. uh, meeting him, uh, he was about to finish high school. I was a couple yeah. years younger. And of course that it, it, when you're that age, that's a huge yeah, difference. Big difference. So I would have looked up to him anyway, but he was just so much better than anybody yeah. we knew. But there was a whole folk, uh, uh, kind of a little caravan going on. There would be a hootenanny in every high school in Jacksonville once a month. And so we would play. So I got to, to, you know, uh, sit around with Graham and hear him play and learn some songs. You always shared, you know, uh, picks and different parts of songs and, uh, and then kind of lost track of him until I still remember a guy coming up to me who was from Jacksonville and saying, Hey, you remember that guy, Graham Parsons? Yeah. I said, Oh yeah. Yeah said, did you know he is in the birds, birds now? Yeah, yeah. And I just about fell down, you yeah. know. And, uh, of course, that's considered a uh, seminal album. Absolutely. You know? And uh, it's, in fact, I was surprised to see how much of that recent uh, country music uh, documentary that Ken Speaking Burns Speaking of Ken Burns, yeah. He, and, and, of course, part of it was his storytelling, the way he wanted to weave the yeah. threads together uh, with Emmy Lou and, yeah. and some others. But anyway, uh, Graham really got some uh, some airtime in that documentary, and uh, it was nice to see. Well, and for those of the listeners out there who don't know who Graham Parson is, 
you, you, you absolutely owe it to yourself to go back and research if you do nothing else other than look him up on Wikipedia or wherever you, you find your information. Because <laughs> really, he had a huge influence in a very, very brief meteoric. I mean, he died at 26, y'all. I mean, get your head around that. And there are a couple killer songs that, and one I would highly recommend, um, Lou Harris does in tribute to him, Boulder to Birmingham one, and then the road, which I think is just stellar yeah. off her hard bargain, 2011 release. But you know, he, he went out, Graham from Waycross, Georgia, went out to California and was in that whole Laurel Canyon, you know, scene with Joni Mitchell and David Crosby and stills. And as, as, uh, Jack has said, uh, the birds, but you know, just a sad, sad story. And he was famous for wearing the uh, Nudie Cohen yeah. tailored suits, yeah. the very rhinestone. decorated, the rhinestone. He was a rhinestone yeah, cowboy. cowboy. Yeah. yeah. And that, that yeah. expression. And in fact, Graham Parsons suit is in the country music hall yeah. of fame. I mean, that's yeah. how big and in such, again, such a short period of time, just a brilliant influence. Well, I think, uh, I think we ought to hear a little uh, Highline Woman. And again, Jeff Seward says of this song that it harkens uh, to a Lyle Lovett and his large band. So, Waheed, if we could, let's uh, tee up a little Highline Woman. She's a run and a ramble and she stays way ahead of me. She's a scoop and a scramble flying high She's a boot and a bramble and I just can't let her be. I just can't let her ramble. I have to take a gamble. I'm falling to my knees. She's a highline woman. I think she's reaching down for me. She's a caution, but she speeds up in the curve. She's a fountain, but she's draining my reserve. She's a beauty and a scale, and I shouldn't have a prayer. All her ratings are superb. She's a work and a wonder, and she's barely five feet tall. She's a pearl and a thunder, and she keeps me up against the wall. She's a gift and a plunder. I'm sinking deeply under More crazy in love I could not fall She's a highline woman She gets my all and all She's a caution but she speeds up in the curve She's a fountain but she's draining my reserve She's a beauty and a scale And I shouldn't have a prayer Back on Ride the Vibe, Michael Litton, the last DJ, playing what he wants to play. And in this case, that was Highline Woman off of Papa Jack Couch's Witness Tree. And again, just uh, before we played that song, we were talking about Jeff Seward's review of the album. And he referenced, he, he refers to that as uh, having a, a very much a Lyle Levitt and his big band field. And Jack was telling me offline he wouldn't mind if Lyle picked that song up. Yeah, I would be perfectly <laughs> happy if Lyle wanted to use that. I would not. Regret that. So, Lyle, if you're out there listening to Ride right. the Bike. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's riding by with his radio <laughs> or his computer. Computer on, on something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cool. Talk about uh, the players on, the, you know, the, the the players on that song. There are the band and, you know, some of the, we got that killer bass line and that nice run up on the piano. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Sam Skelton does the, uh, uh, the sax solo. Yeah. Uh, from uh, Kennesaw, Kennesaw State, yeah. uh, just a great music. What a hotbed! Yeah, I mean, you go, you got Sam out there, you got Trey Wright, um, brilliant jazz guitarist, you got Carla Harris, yeah, jazz vocalist. They got uh, heavyweights. Yeah, on it's staff a major program. Now. Yeah, it really and, is. And uh, yeah, I uh, mean, working musicians. They're not, you know, like I, I, I one of my raps in 
when I was going to school was so many of the professors in the business school had never even run a business, let alone a lemonade right. stand. But these cats, right? they're out, you know, getting yeah. Grammy nominations and well, stuff. Well, when touring bands come through like Lyle Lovett, some of those guys get pulled out to play for them. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's national level yeah, accomplishment. Stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and I do want to mention the backup vocalist. Yes. On yes. The yes. Record. Yes. Um, Christina Ray, who right after this took a full-time job in New York in an off-Broadway musical and, uh, Tiffany Rose, who is actually a qualified high school science teacher. Oh no. But way. who's also a great, uh, vocalist. Yeah. And so those two were on, uh, this record. And yeah. then the third one that joins in sometimes a guy named Ray Evans, who's gotten all successful. And, uh, yeah. so I really enjoy working with them and, uh, got to know them because of hanging out at Cat's Cafe right. down in Midtown. And, uh, so that's been a joy. And then you've also got uh, Wes Funderburg on. Yeah, he playing. did the trombone, trombone. and uh, another Marty renowned uh, cat in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know, trombone uh, is 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 kind of the essential, you know, uh, uh, foundation for the brass section. Right. So right. he doesn't get to do as much snazzy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but without him, the whole thing falls apart. Doesn't work. You know? Yeah. Uh, and Marty Martin played the uh, trumpet yeah. in there. So, uh, yeah. Just blessed to have such incredible uh, players with you on this album. And you said you're already working on, uh, you got another, you got so much. I've got material. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, we're talking about how we want to do it, but, yeah. um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a little while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we're going to try to let this kind of settle. Settle. Out. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you, so folks, I want to make sure we let people know, and you correct me if I've got this wrong, Jack, but as I understand it uh, from my research, they can check you out in Noonan, Georgia on October 16th at the Redneck Gourmet. Is that correct <laughs> or no? Yeah, Did no, I... it is. That is a place. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's more like a local uh, community get together. Yeah. It's actually to raise awareness for a trip we're taking first of November to Belgium. Belgium. Why? Well, I saw I had that on the list. Yep. Yeah, Talk so, about both those, Jack. Well, this is the people who are going on the trip. And so uh, uh, I'll be the guitar player yeah. and singer, and then uh, a couple. From Noonan, uh, uh, a pastor, Drew Archer, and his wife, uh, Lindsay, yeah. are going on the trip. Yeah. And, of course, it's uh, it's about evangelism, but yeah. they also are talented vocalists, yeah. so they're going to sing along with me. Yeah. And so we're using this uh, get-together uh, tomorrow just to kind of raise some awareness, awareness. for that and yeah. some support and uh to, to solicit some prayer support yeah. if nothing else. <laughs> and, uh, but it'll be a 12 day trip wow. to uh, Belgium. And, and, uh, the people over there say that they've divided each day into three sections and they will probably have us performing in two of them nice. every day. Wow. But they've got a prison visit, uh, oh, uh scheduled and, uh, some house concerts, some regular yeah. venue. And you're going to play, uh, songs off of witness tree or yeah yeah, yeah. just uh actually probably from both albums yeah. uh but yeah very yeah. cool i love that will that be your first trip uh to brussels to, to brussels it will be yeah. yeah i was in paris about 30 years ago wow. so uh it'll be my first time back ah, so man, uh, man. i'm pretty excited yeah about i bet yeah wow. so life is really uh is really is working out well it's, it's a thrill. It's, uh, <laughs> of course, you know, you, you hope you'll get back from a trip. Like yeah. That, right. Right. You know? right, but, right, right. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and then when you come back, uh, you're back at Eddie's attic, one of your favorite uh, places uh, to play on the 27th. Yeah. Uh, Seven o'clock show. That's the Friday night between Christmas and new Year's, So it's either the very best time or the very <laughs> worst time. <laughs> To have a show, but we're hoping everybody will be over the whole, yeah. you know, tense and stressful yeah, yeah. Uh, Christmas season. And be ready parts. to hear some witness tree and some Merryweather. Oh, yeah. Papa Jack couch. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. too cool. Well, uh, I just, I have to give a, a, a huge request out 
to uh, Lee J. Howard and Tom Ledow, who book a lot of the music in Roswell, to encourage you to strongly think about having Papa Jack at one of the different uh, locations we've got here in Roswell. It, uh, it just would be only fitting, I believe. So I'll uh, I'll follow up on that too, Papa Jack. Well, and I am willing to go anywhere and to play anytime. <laughs> it it's sounds not like, like it. I'm too proud. Yeah, to, when you uh, live, uh, you're in Atlanta. You're right down in Atlanta. Oh now, yeah, aren't you? yeah. So well, and my in-laws lived in Roswell. I used oh, nice. to come up here very often yeah. uh, for a lot of years. Well, good. Well, so, we got to get you. So we got to get you back. But I think we ought to. If uh, you're amenable, Jack, we're going to do the same. We've got this song uh, teed up, Pittsburgh. It's really deep lyrics. One of the first, I, I think the first I heard off uh, the, the album in the run-up to the show. And we're going to do the same thing. Papa Jack's going to play uh, one of the verses, the first verse, here in the studio. And then we're going to bring the band in uh, after that, if that's all right with you, Papa Jack. Yeah. Cool. Let's hear a little Pittsburgh. And then we'll all talk right. about the song. All right. Will this evil be allowed to rob our world of joy? Sickness that possesses and drives some to destroy. Bloody guns and twisted minds have wantonly slain and ruined many lives of the loved ones who remain. Depravity assaults the community of peace The strength of life inside us must prayerfully increase The doom they bring upon us is only for an hour We grow from pain and seek the light to With the weight of grief can shroud us as the restoration stops. The face of death behind us, forging peace with damaged hearts. Michael Litton, the last DJ, playing what he wants to play, saying what he wants to play, and hanging with a cool cat, Papa Jack Couch, here in the DRS Atlanta studios. We're featuring some Etowah Meadery Mead, and you got to check that out. And those of you uh, up in the Etowah area or touring around the wine country up there in North Georgia, Blair Housie's great establishment. Jack, talk about that song, because that's, it's deep, very... Uh... Well, it was, uh, I had already... Uh written some things about uh, the violence and the randomness and just the tragedy that we have in our culture and and really around the world now. And uh, to me, it just has to be addressed. And of course, what I do is write songs now. So I I could not try to, to say something about this, but I also in music try to, uh, find solution type um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, directions to go in. And, you know, I I don't want to gloss over the problems in the world and don't want to try to be sugary about, right, right. Uh, you know, how we all just ought to be happy. There's tragedy, and yeah. people have individual tragedies. It doesn't have to be a, a mass shooting or anything. And so... Uh, you know, my hope is uh, to be some amount of help in people recovering from the tragedies yeah. and the difficulties that have uh, kind of taken them out of their normal way of living for a while. And so uh, this is one, this is maybe the most extreme case where yeah. 
you try to say something the least bit positive about how do you get past yeah. something like uh, Pittsburgh refers, of course, to the fact that it was a uh, synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh yeah. that had one of the mass shootings yeah. uh, this last year. Well, you're a you're a, a walking testimony. I mean, you you survived a, a death experience, lost someone very very near and dear to your your heart, uh, and have kept on and are writing about it. And I think the you know I, I lined these up because I think the combination of the song Pittsburgh. And then this next song I'd like to tee up, Jesus is the Truth, tie, they tie together, I think. At least they did in my mind. And we'll let you uh, all decide if that's the case for you out there. But anyway, I get to say what I want to say on Ride the Vibe. So if we could, he let's uh, tee up a little bit of uh, Jesus is the Truth. Vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ, playing what he wants to play. In this case, Jesus is the truth off of Papa Jack Couch's witness tree. Jack, talk about the the piano and the organ in the beginning and the backstory on that. It's fascinating. Well, of course, Matt Walkup is the regular piano player, and we were talking about how to do this, and yeah. he said, well, maybe I could come up with an intro. Yeah. So he proceeded to play that great intro and after we were finished with all the recording he kept telling me he wanted to go back yeah and fix it yeah and we all voted to <laughs> not let him touch it yeah. anymore yeah. it was great sure. like it was but he is a music director at uh, oakhurst presbyterian church wow and it's just a great church for yeah. uh uh representing basically a lot of reconciliation yeah. in terms of all the transitions that happened in yeah. that part of the world. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, uh, and you're saying longest running or it has a history or a, well, it's just, uh, the church has continued to be healthy even through all the changes, you know, uh, years ago, yeah. uh, uh, it was very much a white middle-class area. Yeah. And then there was white flight yeah. and then, uh, uh, a lot of people moved in uh, that were um, new to the area mm -hmm. and and uh, and of a different color and yeah. persuasion. Yeah. <laughs> and most churches in that situation have struggled terribly, but that yeah. church uh, thrived right. in it and became even stronger and uh, is to this day. And uh, so it's it's just a great example of a church that made it. Yeah. through the kind of uh, challenges that really a church ought to be there for. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So With a, a bedrock story. in music. Yeah. 
Yeah. Me music. Yeah, you got a great me, 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 yeah. a great yeah. pianist and playing some killer licks on the, on the beginning yeah. of that song. Yeah. So I think incredible messages. Well, once again, Jack, this time has just flown by. We could go another hour, but for those of you that have, we hope have, have cap, we've captured your imagination. You want to go out and see Papa Jack couch. You want to download either Meriwether songs off of Meriwether his first album or witness tree. And then do yourself a favor and, and check out uh, Jeff Seward's Atlanta Music Grapevine. It's got a, a real in-depth uh, write-up or spotlight on Papa Jack and then a review of the album. But I think in summation, and you did it brilliantly as the final song of Witness Tree, it sums up everything, I think, but it's only fitting. And it wasn't rocket science for me to put it as the last song for the show. But I think we ought to tee up a little bit of all of the above. And this is Micah Cadwell's introduction, which I love. We talked about me trying to do an opening for this. Yeah. And I said, no way, we're going <laughs> to let Micah's play. Hence, all of the above. Yes. Wahid, do you think we could tee that up? road before you, ordinary day, dragging along with life as time to you, wishing that the way ahead was clear enough to say that you know what you should definitely do. Some say that life is doing our duty as we should, some say it's letting go and feeling good, some say life's a mystery that can't be understood. Some say that all you need is love And some say it's all of the above Some see life as black and white Some see shades of gray we just played a little bit of that because we want you to all to go out and buy some music from Papa Jack Couch off of either one of his two brilliant CDs, Meriwether, the first release, or this latest release, Witness Tree. Jack, the time has just flown by, but I want to give you the opportunity, uh, words of wisdom, parting thoughts, advice for aspiring musicians, or just anything in general. The stage is yours, so to speak. Well, uh, you know, that's the great thing about music, uh, it's, and you can just play it it expresses who you are it helps you deal with uh, some difficult situations that are emotional yeah and uh so uh it's it's and and i am greatly blessed to be around uh the musicians and the young people that mm. i have been through this and i've just got such admiration for what's going on in atlanta yeah music and uh people like you and like jeff seward uh yeah. and and incidentally his uh uh online magazine is full of stories of other musicians yeah. probably just as interesting as anything i've done yeah so I'm just well, thrilled being, to be here you know, and appreciate uh, being able to do this and uh, just hope that people can hear it with all the love that yeah. uh, it was it was done with. You put you know? into it, yeah. Well, you're just a wealth of, of talent and it's just been an honor to have you in the studio again and uh, can't wait to have you back for uh, a, another uh, visit. You're on Ride the Vibe, Michael Litton, the last DJ, playing what he wants to play, saying what he wants to play from the DRS Atlanta studios right here in Roswell, GA, with Waheed Gomes as the executive producer and proprietor. Thanks again to the Mead, uh, Etowah Meadery and Blair Housey for providing the great Mead that we've enjoyed during the show. And they just celebrated their second year anniversary up there uh, this right. past weekend. So very cool. Thanks again, Blair. We're out of here. Never hears my thanks to every place my song